Welcome to a very solemn and sad episode of Cool Talk because Lindsay was unable to uh, be here with us today. She didn't die. It kind of sounded like that's what I was getting at. <laughs> Although, God, you know, by the time I release this, let's just hope. All right. I shouldn't even speak this into existence. Let's forget <laughs> I said that. Uh, I'm going to start over. <laughs> um, but but we have the pleasure of having two special guests today to fill in her shoes. Each one of them is wearing one of her shoes, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, we have Maddie, uh, the uh, aspiring horror queen of the Midwest, from what I have been told. And uh, yeah, and then we also have David Boswell from the UK, returning champion. Uh, yeah. I feel like the last that's time popular we had, demand. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The last time we had you on, I feel like the podcast went on a mysterious hiatus for almost a year. So let's, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I tried... I try not to say that personally. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So we're here, uh, you know, dearly beloved. We are here today to talk about something that doesn't necessarily fit into the sort of niche of cool talk. You know, we've we've talked about our fair share of horror movies on here before, but they're typically, you know, supernatural in, in some regard. Um, but, you know, I just really, really love the Scream franchise and I've been talking about my love of that franchise with these two lovely guests. And I feel like at length for like the last year since since the last <laughs> one came out. It's a very timely episode where we can talk about that new Scream movie that's a year old. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just I feel like that movie. Also, spoiler alert for all of the Scream movies that have been released to date. We're going to we're not holding back. Um, but yeah, like there's maybe some quasi supernatural stuff in scream 2022. So I thought this is it. This is the wedge that I needed to talk about this on the podcast. And so it's a very flimsy excuse. Um, but it's just, it's just a perfect franchise to date. And so I feel like it's the Halloween season and we should talk about it. So anyway, you guys carry on. I'm going to take off the headphones and I'll check back in in like 45 (laughs) minutes or so. All right, follow me. I feel like you both will have more intelligent things to contribute to this than I will. So, you know, have at it. Um, I don't know. Well, you already heard one of my intelligent hot takes today that Timothy Oliphant is beautiful. So that's the level of intellect (laughs) I'm bringing to the podcast. No arguments. You know, because that would be fun to bring him back. I mean, you never know. He only got shot like, what, 10 times by Sydney and Gail at the end? (laughs) fine he's fine no i remember um i feel like that was one of the first things we connected with on um, with each other david is daniel i mean as um being sad we couldn't go see scream right away because it's of true. covid in the theaters but and i just i pre-ordered it on like apple or whatever and i think 
I don't know, it took like months to be able to watch it. And every day I would go into my little Apple TV app on my phone and I would refresh my library and just hope that maybe someone would make a mistake and put the movie into my library early. And it never happened. No, yeah, I ended up going to see it in the theater, but a month later in the suburbs in the Minnesota uh, Twin Cities area all by myself nice. at like a weeknight, eight o'clock showing. So I had the whole theater That's to myself. The dream. That's the yeah, dream. I felt safe. I felt safe doing that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that, that, I mean, and David, you saw it in the theater too, right? I did, yeah. Again, yeah. all on my own. That's I, I went after work one day, so I finished work early. So it was probably, I think it was about 2.30 showing, something like that. Okay. So... And then me and you had a whole thing where it was released in the States like a long time before on it was here. In oh, the home video, right, wasn't right, it? right. Yeah. And the, I couldn't figure out streaming. how to. Yeah. Because Apple, which is where I bought it through and I didn't have to do that, but they're like really tight on like you, you can't screen record or do anything like that. Like you can't take a screenshot of, of a movie playing mm. through Apple TV. And so I thought that I could you know, do like a discord, you know, like screening yeah, we of the movie and it just would not work. It was audio only, I guess, or something, or maybe not even the audio came through. It was a nightmare and I was very upset <laughs> and I should have just bought it from like, I don't know, Google, I guess, or something, but, um, you know, sponsor us if you, you want us to <laughs> do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, it was, I have to say, like I grew up, loving these movies i saw the first this is, one this, is was... this was going to be my question so what yeah. was everyone's sort of history with Very with good. the franchise like did you grow up watching them or yeah 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 i mean i saw the first one on vhs from a i rented it from a video store in ocean city maryland in the summer of i don't know 1996 i guess whenever i forget what time of the year it came out in theaters and i remember specifically i t- my dad was like, that's rated R. You're like, I don't know, I think it was 11. And I was like, yeah, no, it's cool. Because I lied and said that my friend's mom had already let us watch it when I was over at their house. And he was like, okay. <laughs> and I remember my mom being, she was like, what? Like, that's, you let him rent. And, and I watched it and it was in this condo that we had in Ocean City. And um, it had these big glass sliding glass doors out onto the out onto this like deck and I remember watching it and being very scared because of course that is like how how uh, Ghostface gets into Drew Barrymore's house in the beginning of the first one and yeah and after that I feel like Scream 2 came out and by that time I had a DVD player it was like either the first or second movie that I bought on DVD Um, I got like I got Scream 2 and I got I know what you did last summer and I got the original Halloween and that was like the first three movies that I bought on DVD as like wow. a little eighth grader, you know, it was, a, gr- it was a great time. <laughs> and that was the first time I saw Halloween too, which is like, you know, a perfect movie with a extremely hit or miss franchise. And I feel like it's such an interesting contrast to scream. And yeah. And then I just kept going. I don't think I saw scream four for like a few years after it came out. I, mm-hmm. I kind of was like, I remember hearing it was happening and being like, eh, I don't know, like, I, is this a good idea? And then I saw it and it was it, like, I remember it got good reviews and I was like, okay. And so I saw it when it finally was released on, you know, VOD or whatever. 
And then I had the same concerns about Scream 2022, a.k.a. Five Cream. Um, Five Cream. Yeah. <laughs> and and then that was really good, too. And I just, you know, I just I just I just am in awe that they've been able to keep it going for for so long um, without a total done, you know. But yeah, sorry. And what? How about you guys? What were your experiences? Well, as aspiring horror queen, um, that's—I'll say—I was very late to the horror genre, and that's why I still feel like the aspiring is part of mm. you know my identity as a horror fan. I was a scaredy cat growing up. I—I I couldn't even watch Ernest Scared Stupid. I was too afraid of it growing <laughs> oh, up. That's as a little so kid. good. I, lo- oh, I love that movie. Terrified. I'm sure yeah. I would love it now, but I was a little kid. There's absolutely no way. But um. I remember, so I used to work at a Halloween costumes website, like the biggest e-com Halloween costumes place in the world. And I've always loved Halloween, just too scared for scary movies. But we had created this like officially licensed Freddy Krueger mask that was selling for like a thousand dollars. And I was on the marketing team and I was like, well, I probably should watch the Freddy movies so I know what I'm doing. (laughs) you know, make right. some reference, right. anything like that, have something. So I watched those in that's probably like 2015 or so, 2016. Oh, wow. And that's when I was like, I'm in, I'm fully in. Like, I think that was just like the dam that like broke the water shutter, however you say it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the I dam remember... that broke the camel's back. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. <laughs> but I remember, um, I think it was that next spring for some reason, I decided to run a 5K. So I ran a 5K and it was in the morning. And I was like, I feel so good. I deserve to have the most relaxing day. So I went to a video rental store that for some reason we had in town. And I saw a scream and I'm like, that's it. So yeah. I remember bought a bag of Oreos, got up into my bedroom. Nice. felt so good after running a 5K and watched it. And I, was, I just remember thinking that it was perfect. It was everything I loved. 90s nostalgia like the perfect like mean 90s nostalgia Mm -hmm. where it wasn't super like frilly bubblegummy and then after that I couldn't get enough I caught up I watch it maybe once a year and then then I saw the newest one in the theater which was so exciting to get to experience it finally on the big screen yeah yeah for sure um and and David how about you Uh, so you you know me I'm I'm I have cat. never met you in my life, sir. <laughs> Take that back. I, so my first introduction to Scream was everybody it was the ghost face mask. Mm. Oh, it sure. was a really popular thing, particularly at school. Kids, kids would come in with just the mask, and to me, that was the scariest thing in the world. So I thought, I thought Scream must be the scariest movie there is. I don't, I don't think I ever want to watch that. Right, right. And so I probably didn't watch it until I was. I'm going to say about 18, I would have been, we used to do like study leave. And it was, uh, I would have, you know, I got days at home on my own that I didn't normally get. And I, that, that's when I used to watch movies. And then I watched the first screen then. And that was, uh, yeah, I loved it. It's the, um, it was the whodunit kind of part yeah. of it that I really, really clicked with. And it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> and then I think I watched two and I liked it. Mm-hmm. but then i never i never caught up on the rest of the series and it wasn't until i mean, i was talking to you last year daniel and you were saying oh it's time i'm going to rewatch the whole screen franchise or whatever and i went i don't think i've ever watched the oh, the sequels i think okay. i think i watched two and nothing else so 
I think it was probably yeah, probably about this God, time last year. I, I kind of changed your life. That's beautiful. <laughs> you did. I mean, you showed me Screen Four, which I love. Yeah. Screen Three, I don't love quite as much, but it's yeah, fair. You know. <laughs> so, and then I don't know. Ever since then, it's been. It's reminded me how much I love the first one, particularly. But yeah, 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 it's a perfect movie. I mean, it really. You know what I mean? Like it works so well as a as like a send up of like Halloween and all those other movies, mm. but it's also just like so good on its own. And, and yeah, and like it adds that element of like, you really don't know who the killer is too. So it's got like, it's just so good. And it, and it does give me like nineties nostalgia, but it also feels like weirdly timeless, you know, like, yeah, I mean, certain things about it appear dated, I guess, but like, I don't know, man, like you, that, would be a good movie if it came out today you know what i mean like it would be a really good movie (laughs) like still like i don't i don't know it's it's kind of the way i feel or the way i felt when i read uh dracula for the first time and i was like oh this is gonna be an old book like i've read lots of older novels that are well known and you know like it's it's a classic and you kind of expect them to be like good but feel old or like slow or just different from a contemporary novel and i feel like in the same way like if if I were a teen today, like watching Scream 1996 for the first time, I would probably expect it to feel more like more boring or more tame than like a contemporary horror movie. And I just don't think it does. Like it just really always feels current. And maybe that's just my perspective as an old person who saw it young. <laughs> but I feel like that's true. And so I'm going to say that it's true. <laughs> It's true, because when I watched it, you know, six or seven years ago, I thought the same thing of like, oh, this is just as, you know, it would seem like something you would see today. Like the teens, it was the perfect kind of example of like, you know, and bring it on when they say they kind of made their own vernacular. So it was, it seemed like pop culture, but it was timeless because it wasn't real. That's what the Scream 96 feels like to me, where, you know, the fashions were a little... Yeah, they were nineties, <laughs> yeah. but they were still like okay, Tatum dressed kind of like retroy, which was in then. But mm-hmm. I don't know; it just had this whole era of timelessness that still makes sense for today. But I think a big part of it too is just trusting Wes Craven, and mm-hmm. I think it had that perfect balance of the satire and callbacks without making fun. It still right. was like taking itself so seriously of presenting a good horror movie, and it was that mix that I think some movies really don't accomplish, you know, the satire goes too far and you're like, okay, this is lazy or you're making fun of it. This was such a perfect balance where, you know, for me, like I said, I really hadn't seen that many classic horror movies and it still made sense to me. It wasn't like, oh, you're not going to get the end jokes. But then later on, I was like, oh, Billy (laughs) Loomis, I get it now, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I think I didn't have that background of knowledge either the first time I watched it. And then by like the following year, I was like all kind of caught up with the the Halloween references. I should come clean though. I have never seen any of the Friday the 13th movies uh, or Nightmare on Elm Street movies in their entirety. That one, that one's hard. Mm-hmm. I think I think the Freddy movies are all pretty perfect as far okay. as uh, as far as a franchise with no duds. Obviously. Some of them haven't aged the best. Sure, but sure. <laughs> compared to Halloween, the Nightmare on Elm Street movies are all A plus yeah. in my opinion. I know it really. The Halloween franchise breaks my heart a little bit because <laughs> like, it's got some <laughs> real gems in it, and then just a lot of turds. Yeah, uh, a lot of stinkers <laughs> in that yeah, one. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, and I feel like from what I understand from pop culture, I feel like the Nightmare on Elm Street movies, even the ones that maybe haven't aged that well, like we're kind of doing it on purpose. Whereas I think the Halloween ones were always kind of trying to be really scary and serious <laughs> and like yeah. just didn't land sometimes. Like I, I, I feel like they knew when they were doing it, which is yeah. better, you know. Um, I say that as a expert has not seen them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll agree. Yeah, I think but... it's that level of self-awareness. Yeah. I, like you said, I think. I don't think I've seen like Halloween five and I haven't seen any of the Rob Zombie ones, but they're all, yeah. I, I don't think they're in on the joke right. as far as making a no interest in seeing the Rob Zombie ones. I think I might've seen the first one, but yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I like the, the current run of them. I've, I had my issues with Halloween kills, but I am very excited for Halloween ends to come out next week or maybe this week, depending on when this episode comes out. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I guess the best place to start is to talk about the first movie. And I thought maybe we'd focus on the first and then the most recent one, the two sure. screams, um, because the most recent one, again, is my sort of excuse for talking about it here. Um, and I, f- I feel weird spoiling it but it's been a year and so just one last <laughs> warning if you haven't seen it yet don't listen to this pause it go rent it you know and then come back um but yeah like so billy loomis who is killed off in the first movie he is one of the two killers um returns sort of in five cream scream 2022 <laughs> um <laughs> And credit to David Boswell, who I'm pretty sure made up Five Cream. Yep. Is that right? Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that. I mean, as far as I know. <laughs> you heard it here first. It, <laughs> I think it came from came from a saying, I can't believe it isn't just Scream with a five instead right, of the X. Right, 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 right. And then I said, I never know how to say these things. I would have gone to the cinema and said, yes, can I have a ticket for Five Cream, please? <laughs> And they would have thrown you out. <laughs> that was, it reminded yeah, we me don't of show the, those kind of movies. No. <laughs> the boy band from England that I was obsessed with in high school, Five, but it was spelled uh, with the five, and we always called it Five Ive to be oof. funny when we were little teenagers. Yeah, just really great humor from a 12-year-old in Minnesota there. I don't know that band at all, but I guess that's fine. But yeah, like this is, you know, so anyway, that that I thought that was very interesting. And... You know, I guess he's not really so much a ghost as he is maybe a hallucination, which is fine. But, you know, it worked. Like, I feel like if someone had told me in December of 2021 that Billy Loomis would be back as a ghost slash slash hallucination and it would, you know, all those other things would happen, I would have been like, this movie sounds fucking terrible but it is one of the best ones it's one of the best ones (laughs) yeah i yeah i'll lay it out i loved this movie i thought it was so fun i thought it was you know very very nervous seeing it with wes not being there to direct it that was nervous but it was kind of going back to what i said before is that they took it so seriously they they respected the movie franchise they respected the fans they respected wes and his vision and you know i think I'm the same with you. If I heard Billy Loomis coming back, the first part, I'd be like, oh, what's Skeet Ulrich looked like? But, <laughs> you know, I, I think it was a really interesting one. And I think it's a really interesting concept of, is this 
a Billy Loomis redemption. Is that okay? Is right. it not because it's, you know, mm. mental illness hallucination type of thing? Or right. what do you what do you think about that? Because he does help her in the end to yeah. defeat the current ghost face. Yeah. I think that I liked to con like I, the way I like to think about it is that it wasn't actually him and that was like her internalized like trauma of like knowing that that was her dad and like coming to terms with it and her helping herself you know like like you know like not to get into like internal family systems and stuff but like that part (laughs) of her there was like a Billy Loomis part and um you know what I mean like yep so I feel like it it keeps the viewer's hands clean by not being like yeah Billy Loomis because we can like yeah, like not root kind for of, him. <laughs> it was like her goodness coming through. Exactly. It was kind of like her subverting her Billy Loomis inside of right. her psyche. Right, right, right. Something like that. I'm yeah, not a you know, that's what they meant, right? But you know, like something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and I don't know. It just, it just worked. I can't, I can't explain it. I'm so glad that that like didn't leak beforehand because yeah. mm-hmm. I probably would not have seen the movie. I, I'm, I'm thinking the same. Yeah, I've, I've got. I have today my notes from Ooh. when we first talked about doing this episode. And I oh, watched, great. Uh, Scream 2022. And um, while we're talking about the ghost of Billy Loomis, <laughs> my notes specifically say, Billy directing her to the knife, so, so dumb, but I enjoyed it. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> Which is was... the, the extent of my thoughts there. But the thing I've got in here, and I, I, they're very clear in that, that movie, that Billy, they keep saying Billy started all this, Billy Loomis started all this. And I have to say, I've written it here. I am 100% here for this because fuck Roman. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm here just to push my anti-Scream 3 agenda. Yeah, so. well, <laughs> I feel like, and this, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like we can all probably agree that Scream 3 is the weakest <laughs> link. No. no Ooh, okay. I am a Scream 3 apologist, but I will say Roman is the weakest ghost yeah. face, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, for sure, I feel for like sure. his, that was very tenuous, but I have a very big soft spot for 3. It and I think there's some so, good. so many good yeah. set pieces, though. You know, yeah. when oh, yeah. she's chased around the set of her mm-hmm. house, her mm-hmm. fake house, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's Different. That one is so reminiscent of Nightmare on Elm Street to me because it uh, feels like a nightmare. Like you know those nightmares yeah, yeah, when you're yeah. in your house, but yep. it's different, it's and a door opens quite, and yeah. it's not there. Oh, I, that's really that part good. very much like redeemed the whole movie for me. But yeah, Roman, yeah, boring, weird. So I agree. It really. Well, I talked about on the subject of Roman. I talked about it before, but it's a. It's the only movie where there's one ghost face, right? Which I'm not yeah. a huge fan of. But also, it kind of removes the whodunit element because when he re- takes off the mask and Sydney sees him, it's the first time they've met in the whole movie. Right, right. She yeah. goes, "Who are you?" No she goes, "Who are you?" Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's it's a little weird. It could I definitely agree. Like another draft of that script, and it would probably be as good as the rest. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. hate it. I, I don't think it like. Like, I will maintain that I don't think there's a bad movie in the franchise yet. Um, and and every time they put out a new one, I get so scared that that's going to not be the case. But, uh, you know, so far, so good. And, yeah, I don't know. I, I also have some, like, a fair amount of nostalgia for it because that was the first one that I, I don't think I saw it in theaters. But, like, 
like I felt like invested it in the franchise by that point, and there was a little bit of a break from Scream Two, and I was a little older. You know, I was in high school by then, and so it just like I felt like I was a cooler, more discerning like movie watcher at that point. So like I don't know, yeah, and like so I, I think at the time I probably thought like the Jay and Silent Bob reference was really cool because like I know who those guys are because I'm <laughs> oh, cool no. now. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> And like now I watch it, and I'm like, you know, but it's it's I don't know, it's still yeah, it has a lot of good stuff going for it. Parker Posey is like incredible, you know what I mean? Like you, everything else about that movie could be ten times worse. But if her character was still the same, I'd be like, it's good, (laughs) it's a good movie. I I do think this one might be the interest most interesting one if we had like a behind the scenes history of how it was created because yeah. I know there was a lot of changes because of Columbine. Yeah, I know yeah. wasn't Stu supposed to be part of it and they changed yeah. that. Right. And I know, um, you know, the whole the rest, Yes. And then the whole like Weinstein stuff with, you know, the producers of films. So I think this one might kind of have the most interesting backstory of creation to it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then they get a fax, and then the house blows up. So there's, you know, there's pluses <laughs> and minuses too. I like that part. I don't know. I mean, and it's got what's his face too, Sydney's uh, future husband, right? Like, Ooh, yes. Uh, oh yeah. Oh my Dermot. God. Yeah. What is his or name? Mark Kincaid. Mark. Kincaid. Yeah, Mark. Yes. And that's another Nightmare on Elm Street reference, by oh, the way. See that one. <laughs> one of the Dream right Warriors. Up. Okay, okay. My knowledge of Nightmare on Elm Street comes entirely from the Simpsons Treehouse of Horror, where it's Willie. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so good. When you watch, if you watch it, which I recommend it, you'll know pretty much ninety five percent of yeah. the entire movie because of Simpsons and pop right, culture. Right. <laughs> I feel it like just that's makes most, it more fun. Like I didn't see The Shining until. I don't know, maybe 2011 or something. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is ba- yeah. this is basically <laughs> what I was expecting. Yep. Um. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's quality podcasting. Um, d- d- yeah, I mean, so do you guys have any thoughts about? I guess we could. Now's a great time to like get into your rankings of them. Has anyone thought of a rankings? I, I, I'm, I'm surprised by you not agreeing that three is is the. I don't want to say worst. It's like, yeah, I can't pick a worst because none of them are bad. Um, but I think it's my least favorite based on. My, my yeah. last rewatch of all of them. Yeah, I know I'm alone in in caring, but still, it's ranked second to last in mine, so it's not like the okay. top of mine. So I think maybe we'll speaking for all of you. Can we all agree that the first is probably the oh, best? Yeah, 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 for sure. Okay, then a I think I one. go. I go two because two is such a good like just continuation mm-hmm. of the vibe and the mm-hmm. feeling. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go five cream. Okay. Three and four. Sorry, David. Wow. You know. Wow. <laughs> and I don't. I don't hate four. It's just if I have to rank them, that one's landed the list. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like as much as I am willing to say that I think three is probably the the weakest one or whatever. I four is the one that I feel like if I had to describe the plot like from memory without rewatching it. I, I retain the least from that one. I think I've seen it. I think I've seen it the same amount of times as five cream, but like, I just don't <laughs> remember it as well. And I don't know if that's because I wasn't like, it, like super stoked to see it when it came out. You know what I mean? Like mm. the first one, like I was a little kid and I really wanted to see it. 
And the second one, I was riding the high from the first one. And the third one, I was a high schooler and I was, you know, and then the fourth one, it came out at this weird time. Like, I think it, it came out in 2011 and I, I honestly don't think I saw it until like 2014, um, maybe later. Like, I think it was after I had moved into this place. So it might've been 2015 or 2016 that I finally like sat down and watched it. And it kind of felt like, oh, I'm watching this, but I don't really, you know, I don't think it's going to be good. And it is. But I just, I don't know. It doesn't, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a weird one for me. But I, I don't think it's bad. Um, and I still probably will, like, think that technically it's probably a better movie than three. But, you know, like, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I don't know. I'm but on the fence. Like Convince me. <laughs> Convince me. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I think four is just that one aligns the least with my horror movie preferences as okay. far as style. You know, I, there's, I love Kirby so much. Oh, sure. You know, I think mm-hmm. that's a very common through line, but the way that it's filmed, the glossy mm. Vaseline look just didn't work for me. Yeah. And I think that was a big detractor, but David convinced us. What is I it mean, for? I, I have to kind of agree in the way that yeah. I haven't I haven't watched it for a while. I kind of forget what it is I really like about it. Yeah. But it's yeah. yeah. But then as soon as I'm watching it, I'm like, oh yes, I love this bit. I love right. this bit. I love right. this one. But my favorite parts of the movie are all at the end when um Jill Jill yep. has has been revealed. And particularly um her injuring herself that scene. I think that's so good. Yeah. I just it's prop that that to me is kind of is is pretty horror esque. It's about as horror esque as that movie gets. Um yeah, I understand what you're saying about the look of it. It does look weirdly modern in a way that kind of takes me out of scream. Mm. Yeah. But. I think, you know, even though that's the second most recent, it does feel the most dated in a way, I think, yeah. because it was, you know, talking about social media and YouTube and streaming, and it was, you know, really like on the nose at that time but now watching it they're like oh we're webcasting our lives isn't that weird like it's so <laughs> focused on these new technologies that now you're, when you're watching in 2022 you're like okay okay we we get it and i think five cream did a better job of kind of jumping on oh, the sure. topical without making it too dated but jill's a rock star i loved her so that's why you can't say you don't like them it's just right. preferences <laughs> It, it, I think that is like what makes it such a fascinating franchise because it just, it's like, I don't know if you guys like, I think you should leave as much as I do, but that show, like I tried to sit down and rank like what my favorite sketches were um, before the second season came out. And I, you know, like I couldn't do it. Like I, it was very hard to pick my favorites and it was very hard to pick least favorites. And I was just like, they're all good and you don't get that a lot and it's just it's really nice and and i i don't know i uh, this is maybe jumping ahead a little bit but i'm i'm very concerned about untitled scream 2023 um and and uh Nev Campbell not coming back. I know. I just i have a bad feeling about it. Uh, I think they should have paid her a billion dollars. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she is the franchise, kind of. And the fact that all of the movies have been good, like, you know, there's obviously other aspects. Like, other actors are giving great performances. The writing has been pretty consistently good. But, like, 
you know, it might have something to do with her. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, she might kind of be important. Um, and I feel like unless you kill that character off, it'll be very weird to yeah. not have her come back. Um, yes. So I don't know. I don't know. I definitely believe that Sydney needs a break. I think she sure. needs to be done with Woodsboro, but I think <laughs> yeah. that's just for her sake, for her kids, and for, you know, that's a lot to handle, but I think it's going to be weird if she's just kind of mentioned offhand. I right, think, right. I think as a, you know, a girl horror fan, Sydney's one of the strongest, coolest, like, final girls in any of the movies because she does show her fear. She does show you know, anger. She shows it all and she's fun and, you know, you see her in the first two. She's flirty. She won't have sex with Billy, but she flashes them in his window. You know, she's so real. She's like a typical teenage girl. She's kind of subverting the, oh, virginal uh, final girl trope. So not having her there it's going to be a lot for, you know, Sam or uh, Mm -hmm. Jenna Ortega's character to live up to. And I... So, I was going to say obviously there was a script written presumably that included right. Sydney because yeah. she's read it. Right. Yeah. So do we think that that's been fully rewritten? Oh, we know that uh, Kirby is returning, for right. example. Do we mm-hmm. think that she's been given the Sydney kind of part? Oh, uh, yeah, maybe. We're kind of speculating. Like a, like a veteran of, yeah. 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 A yeah. trauma victim coming back to Woodsboro to relive their horrific yeah. memories. <laughs> that's Kirby now instead of poor Sydney. Right. Mm. Yeah, that's and... a good question because i know that there was the um easter egg of kirby on the youtube thumbnail um yeah. in five cream and i wonder if that was planting it for us to know she's coming back or if they saw how much people freaked out when they saw it that they decided to bring her back because of it right. yeah i'm very curious right. so, so another another bit in my notes here i have a list of the videos down the side of that Ooh, all, oh, all the okay. thumbnails so uh, suggested videos down the side of the the stab it's the stab eight video isn't it right uh, yeah. In- yeah interview with woodsboro survivor kirby reed ryan johnson on reinventing stab <laughs> every stab 2021 kill ranked from worst to worst hmm. <laughs> not my stab join the stab head army oh, and hashtag redo stab 2021 and true crime conspiracy channel uh, episode one eighteen. Did the real life Stumacher survive? Right. Uh, that that was my biggest disappointment with Five Creed was that there was no Stew. I don't know why. In my head, I was like, he's coming <laughs> back. I convinced myself. I was it, like, yeah. there's no way he's not going to be in it, and that it never happened. I was like, oh, Stew. This was Stew, this was favorite. the original plan for three. Was that right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That he was what orchestrating kills from prison or something. something yeah. But man, he got a TV smashed on his head. How do you yeah. know that from yeah. that? <laughs> I mean, but a lot of people thought that he was like there was like a whole thing on Reddit where people were sure that he was going to be back for for Five mm. Cream. Oh, bring um, him back in six. I love Stu. He's yeah. probably my favorite of any character. Man, <laughs> they must have got pretty far down the line with this idea of him returning in three because I was yeah. watching the documentary. I think I sent it to you, Daniel. The still yeah, screaming documentary. Do not get around from, to watching it. It was. It's from uh, just after three comes out. I think. Okay. But Lillard is in that talking about how he actually got paid for Scream Three because they'd hired him. Wow. To do it before the before the plans changed, so he he got paid for that movie what without ever hero. being in it. 
Yeah. Living the dream, just getting paid to not work. God, I thought I couldn't like him anymore, you know? <laughs> is he uncredited or credited in Five Cream? Because I know he's the ghost face in the little clip of the flamethrower ghost face. Oh. I think, I presume he's uncredited. There's quite a few cameos in that one, aren't there? Yeah. Uh, um, Drew Barrymore is the voice of the principal over the oh. speaker. Oh, I didn't know That's- that. I don't yeah. know that either. And I don't know if I've ri- got it written down somewhere, but there's at the at the party they do a a toast to Wes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think they have a lot of voice cameos. Right. Oh. Yes, I because remember it's reading about that. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Barrymore, got to be Matthew Lillard. I can't think who else it would be, but definitely, I think there was at least two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. and that that's another great thing i feel like about this franchise is just the casting has been like perfect you know what i mean like nobody i don't know like even like the the secondary characters like sarah michelle geller and like rebecca gayhart in scream Mm -hmm. 2 yeah like oh yeah beautiful 90s eyebrows i just watched two and four today before we talked so i've got (laughs) rebecca and portia on the mind yeah it's the Sarah Michelle Geller kill is maybe one of my favorite scenes in the whole mm. franchise. I think that one's still scary to watch. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that one does such a good job of, you know, calling back to us slashers from like sorority houses or universities and sure. like old eighties movies. But I agree. And I, I think that's part of why I like five so much because since the first one, that's the most I liked and connected with all of the friends, all of the uh, circle yeah. outside yeah. of the main characters. Because like you said, four, I remember Jill. I remember Kirby. I don't, who's the rest? You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? <laughs> right. yeah. Even in three, like, I know there's Jenny McCarthy, but it's just, it's not the same. And in five, you're like, I believe that they're friends. I believe that they work together. Right. And it's just, it's the same feeling as the first one. And um, what's his face? Like now, I'm totally blanking on the guy's name, but he ends up being one of the two killers in Five. Oh, Cream. Richie! Yeah, I mean, just such a good um, character. Like I really like I like by the end, you know, like I was initially like, okay, it's gonna be that guy, but man, by the end of that movie, like at the at the point when they're all in the house again and stuff, I really thought like. Oh shit! Okay, he he really didn't. He's not. He is not one of them. And then I remember writing that down in my notes. And then immediately after, <laughs> like he reveals no, himself, and I was like, no, damn, no, you text <laughs> you text it to me. Oh yeah, yeah. As you were watching live, it said, "I like the sarcastic boyfriend." And then one second later, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like I really don't. Th- I really just good, good. He's a good guy. Like he really I is a good bummed. guy. Yeah, I was really bummed. I was like, Richie's. Good. Yeah. They're tricking us. They're making us think it's him. And when it happens, like God, yeah, I was yeah, so bummed out by that one. <laughs> but I feel like even that, like, because if you know, if you're coming into the franchise having seen the earlier movies and stuff, like, you know, like you kind of expect, like, to be suspicious of of everyone, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, the fact that they could pull that off and like make jaded, like, long term viewers of the franchise kind of like finally like be like yeah i think i think i really trust this guy and then like i don't know like the timing of it too of me being like okay i'm in i'm in he's good and then (laughs) immediately finding out that he was not i was just like damn man they really got me like i I know know. i 
played right into their hands when he got his arm cut in the yeah. hospital scene. I was like, there's no yeah. way. He was really hurt. He Nobody was would cut an arm. <laughs> yeah. Right after Jill gets her arm cut in Scream 4. Like, right, in one of the right. first scenes. <laughs> but that's well, the fun part of Scream, and I guess horror movies in general, is just kind of like letting yourself just like go along for the ride and be yeah. like, ooh, who knows? And yeah. so it's, it's really fun. They did a good job. Like, and, and they're so funny, like, con- pretty mm-hmm. consistently. Maybe maybe three is the least funny or maybe four is. But, like, they just, I don't know. Like, they managed to balance so many things so well. And it's just, I don't know. I feel like I'm just saying the same thing over and over again. <laughs> like, it's just, <laughs> they're all so good. Like, I don't, it's kind yeah. of incredible. Like, you don't see that in a lot of franchises. I, I think, know. you know, one of the coolest parts of Scream, the franchise, is how it does evolve with, you know, trending horror, you know, tropes and styles of the time. And even though that's kind of what's made for dated for me, it's still cool that they did that. And that, that's what I was a little nervous going into five, you know, seeing the previews, thinking, is this going to be too serious? Are they going to be trying to do elevated horror? And you watch it mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, Dewey's sad. And like, it's mm-hmm. all serious and it's, you know, very stylized. But then, you have the friends talking about the rules and it's, you know, the Meeks twins, I think, are kind yeah. of what brought the levity to it. And, yeah. you know, it wasn't too long. Where I was like, no, it's still Scream. This isn't an A24 elevated right, right. You know, version of the franchise. So I think I'm with you that I'm I'm pretty nervous for the next one, but I'm trying to stay optimistic. That's right. You know, yeah. what are what are your expect like what are your hopes, you know, without Sydney, without poor sweet Dewey for once in the franchise? Right. Like what are you hoping to see in the sixth one? David, I have I, I don't know. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm panicking. <laughs> yeah, um, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just technical it, difficulties. So My think. mic's not working. <laughs> um, it's just hard without Dewey's like the heart, you know, he's been sweet this whole franchise. So I think without him, they're going to have to find that character that brings the tenderness or whatever you'd like to call it to it. Dewey, I think there was like maybe a minute in the first one I was like, is it Dewey? But after that, there's zero suspicion that Mm, Dewey's doing anything bad. So I think that'll be a big missing piece of the puzzle. Yeah. And you do think... With uh, Dewey gone, you kind of wonder what that makes Gail's role. Yeah, right. Because what's her what's what's her whole thing if mm-hmm. he's not around? I mean, oh, because she, women she's are defined by one. men. <laughs> 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 I watched I watched Five today. She yeah. her whole she comes back right worried about Dewey right yeah, yeah. and I just wonder what that's going to mean for her character going forward. What her story is going to be? Yeah, and and also with with Gail and they've managed to pull it off. But like, I feel like they've had like so many like successive, like uh, inverse heel turns with her character where it's like, (laughs) she's this craven, you know, awful exploitative person in the first one. And then by the end of it, like they're kind of cool with each other. And, but then she starts making the stab movies and it's, is that kind of fucked up? And, you know, like, and they, every movie like kind of ends with like a Gale redemption where she's like, I'm not going to horse around with this bullshit anymore. (laughs) Like, and like, I don't know. Yeah. Like without it, it's going to be really hard. I think to lose both Sydney and Dewey 
like to to go into a new movie without both of those characters who are kind of like the heart and soul of the franchise. Mm-hmm. And then but you still have Gail and yeah, like she, her I mean, she obviously has like a role outside of them, but like she has such a deep connection to both of those characters primarily. Yeah. Especially like the further you get into the franchise where they're all like original survivors of the original Woodsboro murders and stuff. So like yeah, I don't know. It's going to be very if they pull it off, like I will eat my hat and I <laughs> it'll be the smallest hat I can find, but like I'll do it. And I just I don't know. It just seems like an like an impossible <laughs> like f- task that they have to do. Um I- I think what I would like to see, you know, I think it'd be so weird for it to be Gail I and mean, then just a bunch of high school kids that yeah. she doesn't really know. <laughs> I wonder if hers is going to be a true, like, passing the torch. Maybe she'll be in the beginning, kind of tying up loose ends, connecting with Kirby, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then maybe mm-hmm. she's really not in it that much. And that's the end of Gail for this franchise, too. That's lonely, don't you would think, for yeah. Courtney Fox, too, without, you know the rest of the original cast yeah maybe maybe they'll let gail like do a hero sacrifice kind of thing or something you know what i mean like that that would be an okay Mm -hmm. kind of ending for that character i guess Um, how sad though the three main ones end up dying at the the (laughs) ghost phase after all this time it's true yeah and that's another thing too where i again they've managed to pull it off so far but it's kind of like really people just keep doing this like i don't know (laughs) it it does start to you know strain my credulity after a little while but i you know they've they've done it so far so i i have to kind of i guess give them the benefit of the doubt um that's kind of what i was going to say i agree with all these concerns about what the sixth one will be what what it could possibly look like but at the same time i'm still going to be there Mm. probably day one because they've, they've earned it Particularly with the most recent one, I was obviously very concerned going into that first one without Wes. And uh, they exceeded all my expectations. So, yeah, they've, they've earned me giving it a chance at least. So I'm yeah, definitely going to be there. That's a really good point. Yeah. It'll, it'll just be interesting. But, you know, like you said, there hasn't been a stinker yet of the five that we've seen. So right. if we get one that's not that good, that's a pretty good track record. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be very interesting i don't and and i'm like looking at the cast for that movie and you know it's the the twins are back oh uh, i loved them was yeah i was very pleased they survived oh yeah they'll probably I... do a lot of heavy lifting i feel like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, I... or i wonder if there'll be like callbacks to how randy had left that video if they'll find some other like Right. recorded information but sure. oh i loved them they were i think my favorite of the secondary by far Ooh, josh sagara is gonna be in it i love him he is i don't know if you guys have ever seen the show the other two it's on hbo max it's no it's very funny um and he is like kind of this dumb boyfriend character out there and <laughs> he's really good oh, wow. at it like um it doesn't even do him justice to say that i don't think but he's he's very good at least i think that's who he is yeah yeah that's he was in something else recently too i feel like i just saw him and and it was similarly like very good um he's just so that uh, you know i don't know could be all right tony revolori oh he's yeah okay all right jenna ortega is like perfect yeah. so 
As long yeah. as she's there, we'll be good. She's so good in this, and she's so good in X. Like, yeah. the camera just loves her. Like, she does such a good job. So, Is she I, in Pearl at all? Like, did they somehow mm-hmm. shoot her in, like, a... Okay. <laughs> no, just Mia Goth in okay. all her glory. <laughs> Perfect. Well, yeah, I, and I have to say, Melissa Barrera, too, like, I know, like, like I've said, like, oh, well, who's going to be the new Sydney? And I guess that's kind of the setup is now that she's a survivor of this too. And like, you know, they, there is a sort of a little bit of torch passing going on in, in five cream. Um, mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. Like I just, I like that character a lot, but I don't feel as strongly as I did after. Like when I saw the first scream movie, I was like, Sydney Prescott is awesome. And when I saw this yep. movie, I was like, I thought Jenna Ortega's character was the cooler of the two yeah. of them, maybe. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but but they're both they're both alive and they'll both be in it. So maybe that's maybe that's how you fill Nev Campbell's shoes. Is much like Lindsay, you get each one of them to wear one of the shoes, <laughs> and you know, it's a two person job. I don't know. I think I think it'll be fun, and it's been really fun for me. Um, just seeing the discourse if anyone can say it's fun seeing discourse but you know (laughs) how the theme of the movie was angry reddit fans and and people that go too far and then reading you know i look at letterboxd every day and just Mm -hmm. seeing like one two star reviews of like this is not what scream was and blah 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 like you're doing exactly what the movie said so i think i wouldn't mind if it kind of followed on the same theme path like obviously not have it too reddit killers in a row right, but yeah. i think that's a yeah. very interesting angle you know like maybe touch on what does this mean for the stab franchise does it end since there's been this you know copycat killer or, you know does stab franchise go elevated and people are upset about that you know i think mm. i've always loved the mix of stab movies as part of the stream universe so. right yeah it's very meta and and confusing and fun yes. <laughs> <But> like <laughs> And I like that, like, so many, there are so many more stab movies yeah. now. Like, in, in, the, yeah, it's very funny. Um, it's the, it's the beginning of four, isn't it? Where they, we've, there's about three of them. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a <laughs> nesting doll of like, and you don't know. Like, yeah. There's like, like five false starts. Yeah. <laughs> with Anna Paquin and, um, mm-hmm. Kristen oh Bell. Yeah. Kristen yeah, Bell, yeah. Right. 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 I forgot about that entire, like, when I rewatched that last year, I was like, oh, I don't remember it any of this like it just did not stay in my brain at all um yeah I think, I think stab's inclusion in the second one was kind of what made me really like it too watching yeah. you know the mm. of luke wilson as billy loomis and you know <laughs> yeah, tori spelling so and how good. they how they kind of played that up on the uh cover too that wasn't like heather graham part of a lot of like yeah, the the marketing so. for it and mm. she plays casey mm. And stab, you right. know, just like Drew Barrymore was on the cover for the first one. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, two, I think, is like on the same level as the original. And, and it's incredible because the time between those two movies, like. Yeah, like they, they really made, cranked out. Yeah. Like they made that movie in no time. And I feel like it's really good. Like I don't. I can't like think of a lot of improvements to be made to it. Um, like even bringing like Laurie Metcalf, like coming back as Mrs. Loomis like that, you know, like 
it, it's it's a really good twist. Like you don't see it coming, but it kind of makes sense mm-hmm. because she never she doesn't run into Sydney the whole time, right? Like she only no, interacts no. with Gail. Just, so just like, Gail, yeah. yeah. No one that rec- Although it does kind of make you wonder if Gail wouldn't have like done some research in her reporting on the original murders or whatever, like and don't they, what she looked like. But don't I, don't they have a line in about that? Oh, they maybe. Say, oh, Lost, lost weight or surgeries yeah. or something. Oh, yeah. There's something about that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, they do mention it. Yeah. And that's such a fun take, you know, on uh, Jason Voorhees, right. the first one. It's Mrs. Voorhees. But, mm-hmm. you know, watching two a day, I agree. I think it's not exactly on the same level, but it's so cool. It, yeah. it feels pretty much like a continuation of the first one. It doesn't feel like mm. it's a separate entity. And there, it is still missing a little bit of the edge of what I liked in the first one. And the first one, they were mm. so mean to each other, like the friends, <laughs> yeah. you know, like it didn't seem like any of them liked each other. And I thought that was fun, you know, right, right, but right. Yeah. I think watching Randy and Dewey and Gail interact was such a fun part of it. I think. And Dewey um, gets his theme music, which is so good. Oh, <laughs> I love Dewey. I think they all look the best in two. I think yeah. we don't have to talk about it, but Courtney's hair in two is maybe the best. And we could is ignore whatever red... happens in three. Yes. Stripes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, yeah, Timothy Oliphant. And then the whole play acting part, I thought, was mm-hmm. done so well. That's such a fun set piece when yeah. poor Cindy has a panic attack mm. on stage. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, there's a lot of, like, the the car, like, when they're trapped in the car with, with a ghost face and then it gets cracked, like, all, that shit is so good, like, when they have yeah. to climb over him and stuff. I mean, it's just, it's like, just nothing but hits, you know? I mean? yep. Like, every, every <laughs> scene in that movie is just, like, another banger. Um, and, like, I don't know, it also, to your point, they all do look really good in that movie. And it's weird because it's only a year later and yet all the stuff about the first one that kind of looks and feels a little dated, like you can really place it in the, in the nineties, like somehow everybody looks like very cool. Like Sydney no longer like has like the kind of weird, um, I don't know, like pseudo puritanical kind of stuff that she yeah. wears in the first one mm-hmm. and her like she has like a cool haircut now and it's like oh yeah that that's like a haircut somebody could have today like i don't know it's mm-hmm. very interesting like how quickly like the visual style of everyone like modernized oh yeah franchise. like <laughs> even the opening you know like jada pinkett smith looks so good at the beginning oh, yeah. during the movie theater part and the whole movie theater part is so fun and yeah all I could think about, though, is how miserable I would be seeing, like, opening night of a movie I was excited for, and people are screaming and flying <laughs> through the air and throwing yeah. popcorn. I'm like, guys. And then someone gets stabbed right in the front oh, of the theater. Ugh, they're all getting up and going to the bathroom within two minutes of the movie starting. Yeah. Like, guys, Yeah, I mean, he kind of had it coming. You can't, can't do yeah. that, you know? No. Plan ahead. Yeah. It's a little silly. He could still be alive today if if he had just <laughs> gone to the bathroom before. <laughs> he had gone to Alamo Draft House where there's rules set in place. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I I, I don't want to take up too much of your time, but um, does any? I had I had a couple of rapid fire questions that I that I stole from Lindsay that I was going to close out with. But does anyone have any like closing thoughts about Scream first before I do that? I've said we haven't talked about my favorite scene in Scream 5, which is oh. the 
the, all the fake outs on Wes just after oh, Sheriff yeah, Feeney's been killed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he, yeah, he gets out of the really shower good. and every uh, time, every door, the music <laughs> swells like you're going to get a jump scare. Oh, it's great. I love it. Yeah, they got our asses so many times. <laughs> like, it's just, yeah. It's... I'm just constantly tense watching him just walk around the house and do nothing. Expertly just, like, done. eating popcorn, watching <laughs> it happen. Oh, and there were so many fun little bits in that. And I don't know if it was just me seeing things or if it was on purpose, but I kept seeing like fake ghost yes, faces yes, showing yes. up. Like, There'd like be like a black coat, yeah, yeah, with yeah, like yeah. a little white yeah, yeah. scarf, and like you would see that. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh it's just a coat. Just like, a coat. <laughs> oh, I thought, I don't know. They did such a good job. Yeah, the attention to detail, so like it's incredible, and and he is such a likable character too. Like, I really mm-hmm. liked that character of Wes, and I really mm-hmm. liked. Um, I was gonna say say before when somebody somebody was saying how like respectful it was of all the characters or whatever. And like it really respects the like it respected the earlier franchise, and it totally does. I feel like the only character that gets no respect in that movie is Judy. Like, yeah. just the way that they say no. her name, yeah. <laughs> Judy. Like it's just yeah, Judy poor Judy. Sucks, she deserved no, better. No, she did it. She was boring. Yeah, I guess so. But she had a good kid. She raised a good kid. You know. Get stabbed in the middle of the day, right outside of her house on this public street. Like, oh, poor Judy! No one cares How did at that all. Happen? Yeah, like yeah. kind of nuts, but I don't know. Yeah, that was that was a good part. I, I feel like now I I was not gonna necessarily try to watch all of them again this October because there's just so much stuff that one could watch. And um, now I think I kind of have to. So yeah, yeah. watch Nightmare on Elm Street first, okay. and then get back the scream i just rewatched halloween 2018 uh which i don't even know what number that would be if you tried to number halloween in <laughs> but, but like no. that was really good i need to rewatch kills and then i'll do i'll do for, uh, nightmare on elm street and then i'll do halloween ends and then i'll get into scream i'll have like a two weeks before halloween wow. to get all, all of the busy, screams busy, busy. I know, you know i got some important work but someone's got to do it <laughs> Um, We're I love a good ghost story as much as the next fellow. Well, yeah, so I was going to ask you guys real quick, and I don't know if you want to take turns who answers first, but I'll start with, with Maddie. What is your favorite kind of apple? Oh, jazz. Okay. Wow. Quick Cookie. quick response. Jazz. I buy jazz apples multiple times a week. They are pretty And if solid. they're not there, I'll go Cosmic Crisp. Okay. You know, I don't find Cosmic Crisp around here too often, and they are pretty good. They were so overhyped for me, though. Like, I, the first time I had one, I was expecting to see God, and I didn't. And so, it like, I was disappointed. But they are pretty, pretty solid. Like, I can't. I can't. They're kind of like the Scream Three of apples for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like they're not bad Obviously. at all. Um, they're actually Dependable. quite good. Yeah. Dependable. Yeah. You know what you're getting with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. How about you, David? I don't know what kind of apples you guys have over there, but I was about to say, here's where we get into the issue of do they have the same names? <laughs> right. Do you have a pink pink ladies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are yeah, pretty yeah. dependable. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm quite basic with my apples. I'm not going out to the orchard. So sure, sure. What they sell in the supermarket, you know. So yeah, yeah. I like a pink lady. That's it's a good. Yeah. I would say that's a pretty non-basic answer. We had, 
And Lindsay's brother, you know, on here standing for uh, Granny Smith, which is like, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> that's a that's weird take. It's just like contrarian, you know, like yeah. it feels like somebody's just trying to be contrarian if they say that's their favorite apple. Um, okay. Favorite tea, David? Well, since my last appearance on Gold Talk, I have actually got into Yorkshire Gold. Uh, so You hear that, guys? Last time... Send me my checks. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that has become my go-to okay. tea now okay. um right. yeah other than that i tend to just like find interesting new flavors you know yeah. there's been a an aniseed kind of one that i've been mm. really into recently i can't think what else is in it now but i'd have to go and look in the cupboard but does it taste basically like I'll italian go down sausage or something i feel like that's what i associate <laughs> with that i mean not no, really. <laughs> Fair, good. That's Thankfully. good. It shouldn't. <laughs> but I tend to just go down the tea aisle and go, oh, this one sounds really interesting. I'll get, I'll try this one. And mm. then I'll mm. forget what it was next time I go shopping. Right, and get right, something right. New, so. <laughs> uh, how about you, Manny? Any favorite well, teas? I messaged you two earlier today that I was so excited to get my Bon Maman jam advent oh, calendar. Right. <laughs> and yesterday at the supermarket, I saw that Bon Maman had tea. What? That I had never seen before. So I bought one of those and I think it was aniseed with maybe um, lemon balm and something else. And so I really liked that. But wow. Okay. I love, I love getting a bunch of crazy fun tea and then I always just default back to Earl Grey. I know. Yeah. Dependable. I have a cabinet in my kitchen that is, you know, it's like the cabinets that you put your dishes and yeah. stuff in and it's all tea. <laughs> And yet I only really regularly drink like maybe two or three of them. You know, it's really stupid. I need to clean that out sometime and just stop doing that. Um, okay. Favorite ghost story, Maddie? Oh, man. I mean, very broad question. Yeah. You know, the first thing that came to my mind, I love uh, Japanese like yokai stories of all the mm -hmm. poor you know, women that are jilted by lovers and murdered in the night, and then they're the bad guy ghosts that come around, like the, the slit mouth woman. So I'll probably go for any sort of sad female yokai. Okay. It's a ghost story that I like. I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. Uh, David, how about you? Any favorite ghost stories? Is it is it a cheat to say a Christmas carol? No, no. I mean... <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's, that's pretty that's good. A classic. classic for a reason. But, um, <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, uh, and and so did Dickens. You know, he got really got paid oh. for that one. Um, <laughs> you know. Uh, Wait. So, what is your favorite Christmas Carol then? Because I, as much as I love Halloween, oh. I'm a Christmas girl, and Christmas Story is near yeah, dear to me for sure. So, who's your favorite Scrooge? Oh, for me. Yeah. Um, or do you just? Oh, Muppet. <laughs> we get Animal out from he here. He was yes. invisible uh, right there, yeah. He was. He's, uh, he's, there you go. Put him in front of me. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Muppet's Christmas Carol. But <laughs> it's so good. It has yeah, no right to be as good as it is. Yeah, I can't it really <laughs> think of a better adaptation of it, really. You know, mm, like. I like George C. Scott. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm. I don't know. Michael Caine is just so good in that role. Yeah. The, fact, the fact that he's doing it like opposite muppets is like kind yeah. of incredible <laughs> do you know do you know michael kane never blinks on camera really that's his thing yeah to give him this intensity he never oh blinks God. on camera that is he's the hannibal of disturbing. the muppet universe <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, One of his techniques. Not going to be able to sleep tonight. That is... <laughs> I kind of wish I didn't know that. Maybe I'll edit that out so I don't ruin <laughs> all two of our listeners' lives, too. Um, well, it makes me love him more. Keep yeah. it in. <laughs> yeah, he's such a yeah, weird that's guy. Good. God, Simon Pegg does a really good Michael Caine impression, if I recall correctly. Ooh. And now I want to go look that up. Um, yeah, I'll find I that. wish I could do a Michael Caine impression, but I cannot and I will yeah. not try. Um, and this one, uh, I guess David, but yep. I mean, What's your favorite scary movie, David? Sydney. Okay. I mean, I mean, it's Scream. Wow. Yes. You're gonna be Yay. surprised to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Hmm. That tracks. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, I think I will go with the thing. Ooh. I think that one is one of my top favorites. Movies and all time, but favorite scary movie. Carpenter's the thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because it. He, yes. He was remaking an earlier. I haven't yeah. seen either of those. <gasps> I know. I know. Oh. I'm a fraud. <laughs> like there's, someone's going to come take this podcast <laughs> away thing. from me. The thing is a perfect movie okay. from start to finish. There's zero wrong with it. It's just everything I like, I think, comes from the thing. So. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it looks very good. I feel like I. It had an anniversary very recently, mm-hmm. and I was like, I should watch it, and then I just didn't. But maybe I will add that to my queue. Otherwise, Blair Witch is a close second. Oh, okay, Maryland classic. You know, we, we love to see it. Um, <laughs> I saw that one in theaters, actually. I was too little. <laughs> I was. What year did that come out? Like ninety-seven or ninety-eight, I think. Yeah. yeah. So I was only like twelve. And we had just gotten the internet at our house, dating Ooh. myself there. And I remember finding the website and being like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. this happened? How is this real? Why would they make this a movie? I was convinced. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't know. Many I didn't know how were. to. Yeah. The internet <laughs> no, was yeah. so new. And I was little. I was like, who in their right mind would watch that movie? I thought, I'm like, this is illegal. Put right. them in jail. Like, this is a snuff film. Yeah. Like, Ugh. Yeah. But, so we didn't even see it. It was just it was just fact to us that it was yeah. real, you know. I mean, people talk about it here still like it is. Re- like you'll have people kind of be like, "Oh yeah," like um and like in a fun way, you know what I mean? But like, you know, like if you go camping in Western Maryland, it's like, "Ooh, you watch out for Blair Witch." <laughs> you know, like it, it's kind of become real, I think, over yeah. time, you know. An actual urban legend mm-hmm. based on a fake urban legend. Yeah, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I, it was 99, by the way. I was wrong oh, yet again. I was too little to be that confused by, I mean, too old to be confused by a movie, but the, I wasn't the only one. The same parent's mom, or the same kid's parent who I uh, lied and said, let me see Scream before I had actually seen it, was the one who bought me tickets to Blair Witch Project. <laughs> but, cool. I know. I, I think I think she bought us tickets to see Halloween H2O in theaters the next summer, too, which was like... Not a good movie, but was like pretty fun because I had just recently got really into Halloween as a franchise. And like, I don't know, that ice skate to the face kill stayed with me. I don't know if you guys have seen that one, but it's it's like stupid. But Jamie Lee Curtis was back and, you know, I'm glad that she's getting a, a proper uh, a proper whatever now. <laughs> I don't want to say yeah. send off. I don't I mean, but I guess ultimately, even if Laurie Strode lives through the next one she'll probably not be in it again so yeah send off yeah. is the word yeah. um 
Thanks. For, thanks for working that out. With yeah. Me. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I, I. So I don't have anything else to say, really. But do you guys? Wait, have what's anything? your favorite? What's your favorite scary movie? Oh man, I don't know. Um, I really like Poltergeist. That is like a classic to me that I never get tired of watching. But I also really like Scream, and I also really like Halloween. And I can't decide. <laughs> Maybe oh, Poltergeist. Well, Ghostface would have. Ghostface would have killed you by now. Yeah. You can't. I feel like Poltergeist was the first horror movie I remember seeing. Like, and I saw it when I was like eight, and it really fucked me up. And so, like, there's. I, it has to. It's probably got to be that if I had to pick. But if I had to pick a slasher or something, then it would. Actually, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It would either be Scream or Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight, but I'm not sure which one. <sighs> probably night. Probably Halloween, just because. Although, God, I don't know. Never mind. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's so much because Scream does so much more. You know what I mean? Like it. So it's kind of hard to like be like, well, Halloween's the original, but it's a perfect movie. Right, and there I wouldn't just... be a Scream without Halloween. That's true. That's true. Oh boy. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's tough to say. So I'm going to say Poltergeist. Um, and you and you knew these questions in advance. Yeah. That's true. Well, I didn't think anyone was going to ask me the questions. That's the beauty of it. Um, do you guys have anything you would like to plug or, or promote or give like a, you know, Twitter handle or anything or tell someone to fuck off that might be listening? You know, anything. No. <laughs> Um, I could plug my letterbox since I love oh, yeah. to make friends on there. So I'm corndog Maddie, all one word is my handle. Corndog, like the delicious treat you get at the fair. And then M-A-D-D-Y. Okay. Maybe I'll so, finally make a letterboxed. It's the best and the worst thing. Right now it's called Hooptober. I don't know if you've heard of Hooptober. It's a I trend. I think this is the ninth annual one where this guy gives a list of like a scavenger hunt where you have to come up with movies that fit different themes, like six movies from different decades. There always has to be a Toby Hooper movie, which is why it's called Hooptober. And um, so I'm working through my Hooptober list right now. And it's just so fun. There's like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that do it now on Letterboxd. So you get to see everyone's lists and what they're watching. Toby Hooper direct Poltergeist? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Okay, yeah. good. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, by credits. I right. know there's a lot of yeah, rumors yeah, that Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right, right. I so, am. Uh, yes, my letterbox. And okay. then you can find my Instagram and my Twitter on there. Cool. All right. Anything for you, David? Uh, I don't have anything to plug. We were talking about shouting out people. I think last time I was on Google Talk, we were quite mean to my brother. <laughs> so I should say hello. You're going to repair, gonna repair um, the yeah, relationship. Yeah, consider this apology wow that, you know, it, it takes a... i don't think he'll listen because wow. he's not a big horror movie fan now you owe but... me an apology uh, <laughs> that's, it time. takes a very mature and good person to apologize and i feel like i would expect nothing less from the from the great david boswell so that is a, okay. a beautiful touching way to end this podcast a scream podcast with yeah. an apology yeah <laughs> You know, it's all about family and stuff. So, uh, yeah. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on. I hope that we will hear you again soon. Um, I feel like there are many things we could discuss. Maybe if I finally ever watch uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, we can have you back on to talk about that. Um, yeah. Okay. And I've been angling for my Muppets Haunted Mansion episode for a long oh, time now. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I could rewatch that. And I we have nothing but time. You know, I just have to actually remember to record stuff sometimes. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that could work. That could work. All right, good. Well, thank you guys very much, and happy Halloween season to you all, and uh, and uh, many hamburgers to you. Mm, thank you. I'll take the shoe off now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send that yeah, back to. Li- I'll I'll send you guys Lindsay's address so you can. Make yeah, I'm back. in Minnesota, so I can just. Yeah, you guys walk. are new neighbors yeah. now. So I'll bring her shoe over. <laughs> yes, hopefully she will get to meet you on one of these because you guys could probably be like IRL best friends, you know. Spooky friends. Um, Yeah. Well, thank you guys again, and bye, everyone.